Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion. We run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. jazzy shit right now. Hey everybody, it is Friday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm the happiest hour where you're going to laugh at comedians and have a good time. We're going to listen to a little cold train right now while I pop a beer and we all hang out. We've got some comedians filtering in. We have a new guy named Matthew. I already forgot his last name because I'm a terrible host. We have Cole Chapman in the house. Also Connor Doherty favorite here. Go visit his show, My Greasy Sons, first Tuesdays of every month out there at the Woods Brewery. Good show. Great show. Good times. Also, their beer has caffeine in it, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, motherfuckers. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the happy hour here tonight. My name's Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be your host. We're going to do some laughing, and we're going to have some fun. Light night tonight, so it looks like we're going to be doing longer sets. Hey, it's a big night to donate to Mutiny Radio. Putting the uh, jar up there on top if you want to throw them any in. Feel free. Also, we have tons and tons of treats. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I ate one today. That's why I'm not losing my mind. Let's listen to some more Coltrane, and we're going to be back in a few minutes with some great comedy here on Mutiny Radio. kitchen he's gonna take the heat you guys he's the new guy of the night we're excited that he's here taking the heat he's gonna take it we're just gonna let him roll for a good long time because he's actually the first person on the list and he's number four which means that 
Ostensibly, you could go on for 16 minutes. Let's see what he's going to bring us, everybody. Hey, listening audience, get excited. Hey, audience inside of Comedians, slap those meatballs together for your very, very brave first comedian of the night, Matthew Banks. How's it going, everybody? Good? All right. I, uh... I wonder if blind kids' parents make them eat their carrots. You know, it's always been a question, my. What do you think? How you doing tonight? Pretty good? Pretty good? Not too bad, not too bad. Last day of work, got to go in the morning, but that's fine, right? You work around here, too? You pro-comic? No. <laughs> what about you? You working? Sort of. On Tuesdays he is. Oh, I, in terms of comedy, rarely. I work, I also rarely do real work. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, guys, uh, got a girlfriend recently. Yeah. Even more recently she dumped me. That's all right, that's all right. I'm seeing a therapist, you know, and uh, she said, you're, you're taking this really well, like, uh, I think he might be a sociopath. I was like, uh, well, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. You never notice how therapists, they like try to make you feel bad about shit. This whole new age stuff, like this self-love nonsense. Like I'm all about self-improvement. Don't get me wrong. Like if you want to better yourself, but come on, really loving yourself. Like how selfish is that? I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like, for me, like, loving myself, this is what it looks like. Like, I'll get off work, I'll go to the store, maybe get like a 12-pack of Oreos and <laughs> Ben and & Jerry's, and I'll go home and I will love the shit out of myself. Watch Netflix, get nothing accomplished. Yeah, I think the real problem is that, like, you know, people need to focus on other people, possibly. Anyway, that one's working itself out. Yeah, my dude said, well, my, my friend, he set me up on a blind date, or tried to, and uh, this girl tried to set me up or whatever, and I saw the photo, I was like, hell no, I was like, I'm not doing that, she's like, what, what do you mean, like, you're so superficial, I was like, what are you talking about, are you, just because I won't go out with this girl that I don't think is quite good looking enough, that, that means I'm superficial, she's like, yeah, all guys are like, are like that. She's like, all we care about is their personality. I was like, well, that's superficial too. I mean, really, like, would you not agree that this dude can do something about his personality? I mean, go to confession, get rid of some of that hate or something, get a joke book. He'd be delightful. So I don't want to hear this shit. So at least, uh, <laughs> at least this girl could like brush her hair or maybe her teeth. I'm, give me a break, right? Yeah, so I grew up in a really strict family. I did, man. This one time, man, my my parents had grounded me for three days, three whole days for punching my grandma in the face. <laughs> it's not true, but. Um, what else do we have? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to marriage. You know, the older I am, I'm from the South and like, it's the thing to do there. Like, 
like if you don't get married you're like an absolute weirdo don't get married don't have kids but the longer i'm around like the more glad i am not to be married my buddy called me the other day he's like it's like dude man my wife blew me last night it's like why do you sound sad about it (laughs) he's like well i checked the bank account this morning it's like oh fantastic uh what else do we have these like uh these people that are like freaked out by germs they kind of freak me out a little bit you ever notice that the people like that are always sick i'm like it's it's because you're not building your tolerance your immune system is shit your hands are always clean like good lord lick a toilet or something you'd probably live longer um Oh, dude, I had a date the other night, guys. I did, yeah. I was, uh, I was actually in New York for the weekend. I took this girl out to Madison Square Garden, and I'm like, I am definitely going to squeeze a tit tonight. Like, without question, it's going to happen. I'm in. And I was taking her home on the way home. She's like, ah, I don't think this is going to work. Like, we're too good of friends. You know, she's like, but I just don't get it. Like, you're such a great guy. Like, you're funny. You're smart. Like, I don't see why you can't get a date. I was like, we are on a date right now. And you're rejecting me. I'm like, that's like beating the shit out of a 12-year-old. Just being like, I, I don't understand why you can't kick my ass. <laughs> you're, you're such a great fighter. So I'm... Uh, I'm alcoholic. Yeah, always get a clap for that. I've actually been sober for 10 years, almost 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy though, you know, it makes the dating life a little weird. Not that I have a lot of dates, but I went out on a date the other night. This girl was like, so what are you going to drink? It's like, well, I don't really drink. She's like, why? I'm like, well, when I drink, like I come to in psych wards and you know, jails, and sometimes my ass is really sore. (laughs) She's like, well, uh, do you care if I drink? I'm like, that's your biggest concern right now? I'm like, look, but if you're going to put out, you can do heroin for all I give a damn. (laughs) Like, I will tie you off right here. Um... Yeah, I thought about going to the gym last week. Still sore. It's brutal, man. I don't know. I got to do something about my weight. You know, go to the gym, get a trainer, start working out. Or, like, just accept being fat. And I'm telling you, I've been working my ass off. And, like, I'm moving towards acceptance. I'm almost there. This is a great crowd. Can you hear them on the radio, how loud they are? They're fucking roaring. I think that's all for me, guys. Have a good night. Matthew Banks, make Banks pay. Make Banks pay. What did Matthew Banks ever do to you? But uh, tell the funny jokes up on stage. Uh, Cup your hands more for Matthew Banks. Yay! Do-do-do, taking the bullets. You did uh, six and a half minutes, just so you know. So that's, yay, yay!
Okay. Uh, your next comedian, he's going to do a bunch of time because uh, none of the other people are here yet. So we're just going to give long sets till the other people show up. He's a lovely human being who runs, as I said earlier, the Mike Greasy Sons show along with Mary Goss at the Woods Brewery in Oakland, super close to the 19th Street BART station. So on Tuesday, if you're not at Brainwash to see my stupid show, you should go see a real show that he's putting on over at a, a real place that has caffeine in their beer. Put your hands together for Connor Doherty! <laughs> I was considering starting scatting, but yeah, no, that would be bad. Uh, okay, well, I'm just going to do all the the weird shit I don't usually do. <laughs> um, so let's see. This, this is probably not a joke, but we're going to get through it together. So there are these two cats that inhabit my backyard, and one of them is my upstairs neighbor's cat. I call this cat Dirt Cat. Oh, wait, no, this doesn't even matter. There's the <laughs> This is going to be a good set. So there's this. So am I. I'm already there. So there's this other cat. He's orange. And we saw he was the first cat we ever witnessed in the backyard, and my roommate started calling him Yard Cat. Then at one point, there was a cat stuck on the roof. And so we called that cat Roof Cat. And the neighbor came over and got Roof Cat. And so have you guys heard of this fellow Saul Kripke? He's a philosopher. He has this. So for many years, people thought of, we're, get, we're literally getting into metaphysics right now. So, there's, so there, there are distinctions in terms of types of truth. There's a priori and a posteriori. So a priori is you know it before experience. A posteriori is you only know it through experience. And then there's necessary and contingent. So necessary is it could not be otherwise that it is. And contingent is it could have been otherwise. And so for a long time, people just sort of thought of a priori and necessary as the same and a posteriori and contingent as the same. And so the example that he gives, I'm doing a weird set. Welcome. The example that Kripke gives is uh, Hesperus and Phosphorus, both of which refer to Mercury, the morning star and the evening star. So it is necessary that Hesperus and Phosphorus are the same because they refer to this one astronaut, you know, this, this planet. It could not be otherwise. They're both referring to the same thing. But you can't know that before experience. One of them appears in the night sky, one appears in the morning sky. Oh, welcome. You're getting here at a, at a good time. Should I go back? Um, no. See, that's the thing. So that's the thing is we've, we're already like two minutes into exposition of like very technical metaphysics terms. Anyway, the point, if you remember Yard Cat and Roof Cat, Yard Cat and Roof Cat are not unlike Hesperus and Phosphorus, the morning star and evening star, in that it turns out that Yard Cat and Roof Cat are one and the same. And this is a necess it's necessarily true. There is only one cat, and both of these names refer to that same cat, but there's no way to know this before experience. You can only find it out once the cat gets stuck on your roof and your neighbor comes over and dislodges the cat from the roof, and you discover that they are, in fact, the same cat.
philosophy lesson. There is a, there is a second cat, dirt cat. This is, okay, so th that dirt cat is different from yard cat is also contingent. Well, could you know it? I don't know if you can know it a priori or not, because I guess you would need, like if you have the information in terms of dirt cat being gray and rolling in the dirt and yard cat not rolling in the dirt, like I think maybe you could just reason your way to the, them being different cats. But dirt cat's an idiot. He's dumb. The only things he likes to do are roll in the dirt and eat grass. And he's simple. And yard cat just comes over and beats the shit out of him. Yeah, it sucks. Yard cat's an asshole. It's dirt cat's yard man. I yell at yard cat slash roof cat. One and the same cat. Uh, you guys want to talk about the Bible? Yeah. Or wait, no, first see, this is another thing where there's a lot of background. Uh, do you guys know the serial killer Dennis Rader? BTK killer? Oh, you perked right up. <laughs> You're one of the, are you into serial killers? That's one of your things? It helps you sleep? That's backwards. Uh, can you tell the group what De what Dennis Rader's deal is? Oh. Yeah, BTK, exactly. Bind, torture, kill. So are you guys familiar with the, the biblical story of Abraham where God tells him, uh, you know, you need to kill your son. You need to take him across the desert. So, huh? Well, he's got to take him across the desert and then up to the top of a mountain. And he, and he says he needs to, he needs to kill him because, you know, it's, it's the, Kierkegaard calls it the teleological suspension of the ethical. You... You're suspending what you know about ethical rules because you're believing that God's will will result. You know, it's teleology. You're going towards some end. You're just trusting in God. And so at the last minute, he's about to kill his son, and then he finds, like, a, a sheep. And he, he, but at this point, Abraham's already tied up. He's already dragged him across the desert, tied him up at the top of a mountain. He's already two-thirds of the way through Dennis Rader's signature move. And then he kills the sheep instead. Anyway, long story short... The story would still make sense if he had fucked the sheep. Um, thank you. Connor Doherty trying to use his uh, pieces of paper that he's clearly earned for comedy, which sometimes works and sometimes I enjoyed your cat stories. Um, I love Dirt Cat and Yard Cat, and I hope to meet them soon. Oh, yard, cat's an yard Cat's an asshole. Don't want to meet that motherfucker. Also, it was a ram, not a sheep, that came out, and there was no desert crossing. It was just up to the top of a mountain. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're going to study the Bible. You study, but you were studying it allegorically and, and also philosophically, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive you for those things. You know, not all of us can be Bible scholars. I don't think your next can be. I don't, I don't want to be a Bible scholar. It's not my fault. My parents made me for 18 years. Uh, otherwise, I would have been beaten and maybe uh, tied up and sacrificed. Maybe it would have been better if I would have been sacrificed on a mountain as a child. That might have been. Give, the, give that smoke to the comedy gods. Now I just smoke weed and then 
give them the left uh, secondhand smoke. My gods all smoke secondhand smoke. Your next comedian is a funny lady. You're going to enjoy her jokes very much. She just had a show last night called, like, with, I don't know who made the banana bread, but I'm sure it was incredibly successful. I saw lovely pictures. Put your hands together for Ginny Hogan. Yeah, I came in and Connor was just like, well, we know a priori. Are you like really smart or something, Connor? <laughs> oh no, super philosophical. I was in an Uber pool like on the way here, and um, and I was like thinking I had plugged my phone in to charge it, and then I was like thinking that like the radio station that the driver was playing was like really cool because it was playing like all these like older songs that I don't hear on the radio, but like still love like Party in the USA. And like teenage dream, and then I realized because I had plugged my phone into charge, it it was just playing my music on shuffle. <laughs> I was like, "This is excellent." But Uber Pool will like give me suggestions on where to go now, like they know where I'm going basically as soon as I get in. And so I'll like get it, and they'll be like, "Do you want to go to Byright?" And I'm like, eh, "Yeah, I mean, sounds good. I don't know. Do you want to go?" <laughs> hey guys, what's up? A little disoriented. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that, today I like worked from home but basically I like didn't really sleep at all and then I like lay in bed for a really long time like trying to sleep and not really and then I like fell back asleep and then I like went to yoga but I'm like trying to be like well okay so I went to yoga and I wore uh I donated money to the brainwash and I got a shirt that said uh sugar nasty (laughs) and it's like a tank and so I was like doing yoga and it was like in that shirt and it was one of these awkward things I was thinking I would just like go to yoga but like no one would really see me and then I would just leave so I could wear the shirt in public the instructor made the two uh the like basically like our mats like kind of were along the sides and along the sides we faced each other and then there was like an aisle in the middle so I'm like three feet away from this girl like wearing my sugar nasty shirt and just like facing her and kind of making eye contact the whole time it was it was great um I was at a party last weekend and someone offered me cocaine because I go to like really cool parties, okay? <laughs> uh, but I didn't, I didn't do it. And then um, the girl was like, "That's a good choice. Like, it, you know, when I do cocaine, you'll like, I'll like wake up with my heart pounding, like needing to poop." I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> I didn't realize cocaine made you poop. I love." pooping (laughs) like it's seriously it's one of my favorite things to do it's like a highlight of my day highlights i've had five or one bar so fun i uh went out with a boy recently let's get a all right (laughs) back to me back to me you guys missed your chance i gave you the microphone (laughs) you didn't take it um he uh so we well, okay, so it was a boy who had ghosted on me, like, a year and a half ago, and, I <laughs> real winner, and he just goes to that, like, I'm pretty sure he's ghosting on me again, but, uh, he, um, I ran into him, and so we agreed to go out, and then, uh, he, all my friends were like, just don't mention the fact that he ghosted on you, you know, like, you're gonna make him uncomfortable, um, so, like, obviously, three minutes into our date, I was like, remember that time you fucked me, and I never heard from you again, I thought you had died, I don't know what, like, the, a great way to answer that question is. Like, has anyone ever been asked that? No. Um, but I know that the wrong answer to, like, the question, remember that time you fucked me, and then I never heard from you again, is uh, is no. Like, don't say no. Don't pretend. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't be like, oh, I can't. Yeah, it doesn't come to mind. Um, but uh, we hooked up again, and then, um, like, three minutes after I left, hey, Ken, take a seat. We're so happy to have you. 
uh, three minutes after I leave, uh, he texts me being like, not ghosting you. And I was like, that's adorable. Like, right? It's so cute. And I like sent it to all my friends. I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then I was like, how low are my standards? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> this time. Uh, but then he like made this funny joke, like while we were talking about how I'd ghosted him. That not, I mean, it was like funny. It wasn't as funny as like my jokes, but like it was still, it was okay. Um, and am I over time? Sorry. I'm like, no, I'm uh, right. okay. I'm a, I'm just like in a weird, I'm not high or anything. I'm just like sleep hard. Not a lot of Red Bull. Anyway, um, he was like, okay. So he was like, I'm not going to ghost you this time. I'll just be like very explicit when I don't want to go out with you again. Um, but I, th I think he's ghosting me again. I don't know. And then I, uh, God, I hate boys. Right. Um, I, uh, I use my vibrator a lot and I, but I, I'm ready to be in a relationship again. Like I want it to really simulate like the boyfriend like experience, uh, my vibrator that is. So I make myself do it. Like even if I don't really want to. And, uh, and I, sometimes like it's like pretty old and I can't get it to turn on. And then I'm like, shit, is it me? Like, did I not put batteries in or something? But I know it's not me, but like, cause I we read women's magazines, but still I worry that like, <laughs> It could be me. <laughs> okay, I'm Ginny. Bye. Yay, Ginny Hogan. It's not you. It's not you. All right, your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here, and every time he is, he's a, he's a stalwart here at Muni Radio, and he's a great... Uh, he's always been awesome with the donations and always been incredibly supportive. So put your hands together right now. Be supportive and clap and laugh at his jokes even if he talks about something that makes you nervous like being tied up in a basement somewhere. Ken Suzuki! In all fairness, I added the basement. You've never talked about basements. Ken Suzuki! Yay! Well, thank you for the perspective, Pam. Much, much appreciated. Uh, so you... Guys, ever notice? I know. I just thought about this as I was walking here. One thing I have never seen or heard is a cat collar on a bicycle. It must be too much to multitask. Which you'd think, you know, it'd be perfect because they have the quick getaway. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't cat call very often, but when I do, I make sure to do it from a Prius because I'm an evolved, sensitive man. Yes, I may be harassing you. But I'm not raping Mother Earth. I care. I care. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about dick pics. I'm thinking a lot about them. Um, now, I don't get dick pics. I mean, like, I receive them. I just don't understand them very well. Uh, because the dick is the one part of your body that you're showing off that you can do nothing about. It's all genetics. You can't, no matter how many sit-ups you do, deadlifts, Kettlebell swings, you cannot grow your dick. I mean, unless you tie it to your dick yourself. So they did it in the old country. So they did it in the old country. Your discomfort is my pleasure, Connor. <laughs> Working on that, we'll work that one out. Uh, I don't know why most of you guys get into comedy. I can tell you why I did. It's for the groupies. I knew that I would make it once I had groupies, but then I really thought about this and I thought to myself, fuck groupies. I'll know I've made it when I have a stalker. 
And I know what you guys must be thinking, oh, Ken, if that's the case, then hashtag all women have made it. And I'm like, by the way, I got to thank Alyssa Westerlund for that uh, tag there. Um, but I'm not talking like stalkers like that. I'm some t- I want something deeper, you know. I want the, I'm tying you to a bed and breaking your legs. So you write me your, that perfect tight five level of stalker. Like that girl from Misery. That's how I want. That's how I know my career is finally taken off. Uh, anyway, you guys know autoerotic asphyxiation? Really takes my breath away. Yeah, like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. By the way, this is my entire Facebook feed last night. If you saw Facebook, you've read my act. I don't know. Um, thinking a lot about stuff. Been trying to go away from the depravity. Uh, and I only find that even when doing that, my jokes go from the depraved to just mildly perverse. So I think now I'm ready to start hosting, you know, children's birthday parties, corporate events, and getting that level of corporate clean going. Just trying to figure out what do you do when you run out of time? We're not out of jokes and you still have plenty of time left. Every time I'm like, oh, I wrote five minutes, 30 seconds later, okay, I'm done. Get on the Zyla, it's good to see you, sir. Good to see you. I am so flattered that you think that my dick is really long. At that point, I don't think it's a, I think it becomes more of an assault weapon than a sex organ. Right? <laughs> All right, so the, the bit is, is if you imagine like the microphone simulates a kettlebell that's been, t- been tied around my dick for my kettlebell dick swings. It's called dick pic conditioning, okay? That is how you get the perfect dick for those photos that you want to send. Uh, ladies, I have no advice for you. I don't know what to tell you, uh, uh, what exercise you can do to condition your penis. We'll figure it out. Uh, well, it's been very good. Today is the dollar uh, minute showcase. Hope you guys all donated. Thank you so much. And for those listening, go to Patreon. Look up Mutiny Radio there as well. Why the fuck am I doing like a corporate plug or commercial? Go to go to the Patreon page. Donate, and uh, you yeah, stay woke. You know what? Keep feel yourself a Harambe. I don't know. Stay woke, everyone. Listen to new theories, love Ken Suzuki, and keep donating to Mutiny Radio. Uh, I actually, I'm, I've been woke. I was woke this week to the T-Rex, the new Pam Benjamin T-Rex theory. It doesn't work unless I have pictures. Uh, but uh, let, if you guys want me to blow your mind at any time, let me tell you about my T-Rex theories I came up with this week. Just because everyone's believed it forever doesn't make it right. That's absolutely true. Your next comedian, a very funny lady. I'm excited to bring her up, you guys, right now. Put your hands together and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for Maddie Summer! Thanks, Pam. Um, yeah, so I have to start this off by being really clear that I love being single. I love it, especially now that we have things like Netflix, vibrators, weed, and dogs. Like, those are, those are my needs, you guys. Like, that 
is kind of outsourcing just general boyfriend company and everything else to things that are much more easy to find and enjoy. <clears throat> so I have to say, though, that the last component of that, having a dog, we had to put my dog down on St. Patrick's Day, which normally is the best day of my life. I spent 17 years in Catholic school, 17 years in Catholic school, um, and I made it. I survived. Um, but I have just been haunted by ghosts of thank you notes that I've never written <clears throat> and um, probably other things that I'll figure out in therapy later. Um, but yeah, there's this whole thing that people like Washington Post and tons of others have written about that there's like a Disney princess complex that children of the 90s and the Clinton years kind of have. And I have to say, I don't really get that. Like, I don't really want to be whisked away by some prince in a castle because, like, that's just a lot of um, <clears throat> housekeeping that I'd probably have to do as the wife in that situation. But, um, yeah, I have to say, though, that as far as Disney princesses go, like, Ariel's probably the Disney princess of swimming, <clears throat> and then Jasmine's the Disney princess of house arrest. And I like to think of myself now, um, given some recent events, that I'm the Disney princess of night vermin. <laughs> like, when I drive home, I see these, like, really, like, yoked possums <laughs> just running along the road following me. Then there's an occasional raccoon that'll pop up and wave, hello, <laughs> those little hands and claws and then it'll scurry back into the storm drain. And then some nights, if there are like bugs outside, and I'm like, oh, rats, like, there are all these bugs out here. Then bats will appear, and they'll eat all the bugs. <laughs> it's really fun, and I'm really excited to see where that all goes. But I have to say, though, I'm kind of getting to the point, I'm like, I don't know if it's worth like maintaining four objects at once, if it's worth dealing with a whole complete person instead. <clears throat> Do I want to do that? And nowadays, I try to not do online dating. I try to do the original dating app where it's like girl walks into a bar, and that's it. Um, but like, I'm kind of thinking like it could be worth it, worth my time to get an online dating profile going again. But like, there are a few things that I would want to be more honest about than normal. Um, like, what's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> You know, those questions like, what's your perfect Sunday? How would you want to spend your Sunday? Um, yeah, stoned in an aquarium, eating lunch with some sea otters. It's kind of my perfect Sunday. Um, highly recommend it. I just did it last Sunday. If no one's done that recently, like, you'll feel great after. It'll be great. Um, yeah, so my favorite place to travel. I love traveling. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, Rome was cool. I took Latin for five years. I'm Snapchat friends with my high school Latin teacher. And um, in my adult life, I think Romans are awesome because they had sex parties before STDs were invented. They nailed it <laughs> and each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, let's see, another one. Uh, yeah, what am I looking for in a partner? <laughs> well, based on past partners, like a really flaccid sense of self-confidence. <laughs> Um, some people are more concerned, like, what's your number? <laughs> I'm more, like, concerned because I'm, like, recruiting for a fraternity of guys who treat my body like a frat house. <laughs> so that's, that's that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah.
Maddie Summer. I love that you date the old school way. Yeah, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. Like you, I say, let's meet at the bar. Like, that's how we do it, you dumb fucks. What's all this app? Swipe left, swipe right. Just buy me a drink. <laughs> like, that's all. I'll talk to you for at least, you know, 17 to 37 seconds, depending if you can keep my interest that long. I met my boyfriend at a bar. We've been together for three years. You see? That's how it works. Your next, that was a very funny set. Maddie Summer, everybody. Yay! New ladies, new ladies. Your next comedian, she's a lady. She was also on that show last night with banana bread. I don't know who made the banana bread. I'm sure that it was very delicious. I'm sure that all their sets were also delicious. Uh, She's a delicious human being. I'm not gonna objectify her whatsoever today. Uh, But if you take a picture of her, you literally objectify her because you turn her into an object because isn't a picture an object? Did I just blow your mind? I'm gonna have a real philosophical week just like Connor Doherty, but right now, put your hands together. Louisa Isbell! Yeah, I really enjoyed walking in during Connor's set because a priori was just the first thing I heard. It was like, this bodes really excellently for my weekend. Um, Yeah, you said it like at least half a dozen times. Um, I also hate dating apps a lot, so much, uh, all equally. We matched on a dating app last week and I feel really bad because I got super drunk on Thursday and just in a, just anxiety spiraled and deleted all of them. (laughs) I do this by a bi-weekly basis. I re-download Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble, and I go on them for eight hours, and I pretty exclusively swipe left um, because anxiety, but if I see someone I know, I will swipe right. I think it's a great way to reconnect with a buddy that you haven't talked with in a while, (laughs) and that's the only way that I've ever operated with dating apps, but I did delete it on Thursday, so I apologize. I don't remember what we talked about. I was with my coworkers uh, drinking two liters of beer. I drank four liters of beer this week. It's been a lot of things have happened this week. Um, Okay, yeah, ghosting is really terrible. I think it's super dumb. I've only gone on one. (laughs) Please stop laughing. I've only gone on one online dating app, one online dating date in my life, um, and it was super horrible, and the guy ended up ghosting on me. And I thought it was really rude. And I also think ghosting is like incredibly just unoriginal. Like there are way cooler ways to let someone know you're not interested. For example, a text message, um, a Facebook message, or um, the next time that you're going down on them, when you look up to make affirmative eye contact, they could be like playing Candy Crush or something. It sends a really clear message. And it's considerate enough that you did it in person. So I think that's, <laughs> you winced. Um, <laughs> yeah, wholehearted agreement. So I've never ghosted on anyone. I think it's a dumb word too, cause it proves that you don't know shit about ghosts. Cause, <laughs> well, cause they're coming back to haunt you. They're not, they're not ignoring you. So, yeah, so Josh Mann's a big idiot, <laughs> doesn't know shit about ghosts. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot to talk about. Um, so I went to 
a conference for work in February, and the other day I found, so also I work in tech, and it's fine, but th this conference they sent me to was just incredibly corporate. I escaped corporate America a few years ago um, and thought like I would never have to have these experiences again, but I found this little notebook that I took to the conference, and I had just written down everything that happened that day, and I don't know <laughs> if it's funny, but it like really w worries me. Okay, 9 a.m., saw the requisite Henry Ford quote. Also, someone said Marissa Mayer is the great female innovator of our time. <laughs> Gave no further examples. This bodes very well. <laughs> 10 a.m., <laughs> 10 a.m., this conference is called Pragmatic Marketing, and it is lovingly taglined as product manager group therapy, but I've concluded it's really just improv for beige people. <laughs> Also, they have a zine, because nothing connects a corporate entity to millennials like zines. <laughs> 10.05, someone just yelled, disruption, innovate, cloud. <laughs> uh, 11 a.m., I'm wearing a sheath dress, and it's really difficult to barf into the collar of it as they break down an old but not old enough example of good advertising, Dr. Scholl's for men versus for women foot inserts. <laughs> Are our feet so different? Uh, business casual generally means pencil skirts and wrap dresses with heels, AKA make those assets work for daddy. I wrote that, I don't know why, it's weird. <laughs> uh, okay, not long after lunch. <laughs> not long, <laughs> this is really painful for me. I was here, this is like Vietnam. It's not, that's really rude. Um, Okay, we're in a breakout session. The statistic is thrown out that 8% of men lose their remote controls in the fridge. <laughs> Someone says, probably because of beer and sports, and I wrote down correlation is not causation, but men are idiots. <laughs> 105, DEFCON hell no <laughs> to DEFCON fuck. Because someone said, always receive negative feedback with a smile, which is patriarchal coding for smile. <laughs> Uh, 2 p.m., our facilitator gave an example of something that had to do with selling air, and I just stopped listening because I was just thinking about how someone sold bagged air from a Kanye concert on Craigslist for my salary multiplied by three. And then they asked us, what else could you reverse engineer? And I just thought a three-way? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other stuff, but keep, I'm, keep I'm going, Keep going. Okay. No, keep going. Um, by day's end, oh, 3 p.m., a man with a comb over yells, plural anecdotes are not data. Whatever you say, man. Okay. <laughs> By the end of the day, I have only learned one truly important acronym, and that is Nihito. Nothing important happens in the office. Also, MSU, making stuff up. Also, that the scariest sentence in the human language is, congrats on the new job, here's your cubicle. Um, yeah, there were hard candies on all of the tables, so they really knew their demographic. And that is a conference that my work sent me to. Um, that's it. Thank you, guys. Make those assets work for daddy. That's Louise Isbell. Yay. You need to make a t-shirt that says, make those assets work for daddy. Like Salesforce underneath, right? Like, I don't know how. I don't know who sells what. But make those assets work for daddy is really darling. That was Louisa Isbell. I was I am entranced by your corporate jargon. Your next comedian, he makes up his own jargon. He was also recently matched on Tinder with our last comedian. Please put your hands together for Vince Mancini. 
Okay, first of all, it was Bumble. I let the ladies go first because I'm a gentleman. I'm just going to talk about address the elephant in the room right off the bat. I got new shoes. Uh, they're kind of they're in that like uncomfortably new shoe stage where I'm walking around, just imagining everyone looking at me, going like, "Look at this asshole with his new shoes." Anyway, I can't wait till these shoes get old. Um, yeah, uh, I've been living in San Francisco uh, since 2010. I like it here, you know, everybody's socially conscious, which is cool, I like that about people, but it's a little hard uh, when you're like a dumb white dude. And uh, like, did you guys know that you can't wear sombreros on Cinco de Mayo anymore? That's a, that's a thing, and now it's called cultural appropriation. It used to just be called theme appropriate. <laughs> that's hard for me to understand. Also, I'm white, art culture is appropriation. That, that's like literally what we do. That's our whole culture is pointing and stuff and saying it's ours. <laughs> we just kind of go, that's mine, that's mine, that's, we're kind of like the seagulls in Finding Nemo. <laughs> also a sombrero, that's a wide-brimmed hat. You think Mexicans invented wide-brimmed hat? That's what, something that white people invented to keep our foreheads from getting sunburned while we rode south appropriating foreign lands. Just, I'm just celebrating my own culture, which is stealing people's shit. That's what we do. Um, oh man, I got tech jokes too. One of my friends, <laughs> one of my friends just went to work for Salesforce. I don't know if you guys know about Salesforce, and so I have the inside. Deal. Apparently, they don't have a men, men's and women's bathrooms in Salesforce. They have Kane and Wahine uh, because the CEO. Uh, moved to Hawaii and now he signs all his emails. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> and they don't make bonuses, they get kokua. <laughs> these are all, these are all true things. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, but they got 21,000 employees and I just, I like to imagine how, what a powerful asshole I'd have to be to just make 21,000 people live inside my shitty one semester study abroad affectation, <laughs> like for their entire working life. Why is every tech job like a, a really bad summer camp where there's like, there's like a dumb theme and everybody's judging you for not being enthusiastic enough about it? I kind of want to start like an ISIS-themed tech company. Oh, he's all right. <laughs> I'm about to bring up Dave, our martyr of the month, Dave, <laughs> for handling the Fisher account. It's a great job on that, Dave. Really sacrifice yourself. Uh, you're going to get 72 hours of PTO <laughs> at our company timeshare in Paradise, Arizona. <laughs> Everybody give it up for Dave. <laughs> my Isisthene tech company. It's okay, it's racist against terrorism, you guys. Uh, oh yeah, fucking politics. I got good segues today. What's that? Hey, what's up with politics, you guys? You know, people say that Donald Trump, they like to compare him to Hitler. Makes me wonder if 1930s Germany had a Ted Cruz who was even shittier than Hitler. I think every, every shitty person in history 
He's got a Ted Cruz whose ideas were just as bad, but he was also uncharismatic and physically repulsive. <laughs> Everybody needs a Ted Cruz. Just makes them look better. But I think I think Donald Trump is eventually gonna be Hillary Clinton's Ted Cruz. We're gonna look back on it. See, she wasn't that bad. Look what we had to compare her to. Oh, I know, it's a sad joke. Hey, you guys, I'm really into amputee porn. <laughs> Went to that Stumptown coffee. That was disappointing as hell. It's a <laughs> stupid joke. All right, um, I'm going to leave you guys with that because it's terrible, like me. I'm Vince Mancini. Thanks a lot. I'm hoping that, like, in you know, Bumble didn't work, and you guys in five years are like, it was the time we had sets next together at Mutiny Radio, and that's really, that's really what sparked it off. Uh, all right, you're, he's a lot, I mean, isn't he cute? Isn't she lovely? Look at you guys. Like, she's hot, you're hot. Like, you guys should leave right now. Go around the corner and make out or something. Seven seconds in the class, seven minutes in the, what was it, not, Junior? I didn't do any fun games in high school. It was seven minutes in heaven. I wasn't cool in high school. I wasn't allowed to make out with anybody because I was a Christian, and I thought that spit tasted weird. Your next comedian... Your next comedian, he's also single. I don't know why he's single. I don't know why the ladies don't love... Like, ladies love LL Cool J. Like, really? They really love him that much, and they don't love your next comedian, Jeff Dean? I don't know what's up. Jeff Dean! funny I get compared to LL Cool J all the time <laughs> I got a high alcoholic kombucha I just found out this existed like 20 minutes ago so I'm like I party but like I'm an asshole you know <laughs> um, sometimes I daydream about being famous you know we all do it right uh, and I think like I wonder what my ex-girlfriends would think you know like, I hope they'd be eating their heart out, you know? Like, what if you dumped someone and then now they're Jimmy Fallon? You know, that'd be great. Not comparing myself to Jimmy Fallon. That would be, he's great. Anyway, um, like, and all they'd have to, like, all they'd have now is, like, just a chance to tell their grandkids they dated Jimmy Fallon. And their, their grandkids would be like, no way, what's he like? And she'd be like, well, he had a funny dick, kind of a weird dick. <laughs> not Jimmy Fallon. Not, I don't know. <laughs> I was saying I have a weird dick, I guess. It goes with one of my other jokes. Why is it weird? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to move on. I don't like that joke. Ethan, yeah. It's, I have a joke about an my Jake being unattractive, just generally unattractive. Do you want me to tell the joke, and then you guys can tell me if it works to say this later? Hey! 
Okay, so you guys want to hear about my first dick pic? Yeah. Okay, so I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> right? Early, right? I know. And uh, my friends, they all gather around me. They pull my pants down, take a picture of my dick, and they send it to my mom. Can you believe that? And I'm like, can you imagine trying to explain that to your mom? I'm like, mom. I didn't mean to send that, like, my friends, they Googled that picture. That's not my dick. And she was like, Jeffrey Michael Dean, I know that dick, you know? And then I was, so I'm trying to backpedal my way out of this one, you know? I'm like, okay, she got me. Uh, like, they, I, 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 I meant to send that to a girl, you know? And she's like, Jeff, it is inappropriate and rude to send girls dick pics, especially when you have an unattractive dick. Should I cut both of them? You guys are not liking it. You know, no? No, no, I'm not going to get anything. I don't write people. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the honest feedback. I'm not keeping it. Um, I like to watch, uh, you like to like those holidays. Oh, did you? Oh, I like uh, you. You like those holiday marathons, you know, like Christmas marathons where they show like Christmas Story and all those Christmas movies. There was also like they're branching out. They're doing like sports marathons where you like watch like Remember the Titans and stuff. And now I'm thinking like, why don't like you know what movies I really like? Like Schindler's List, you know, and like Boy with the Striped Pajamas. Like, why aren't there any Holocaust marathons? You know. All right, that was not a good one either, huh? <laughs> All right. I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. The Holocaust jokes. Too soon, never. Jeff Dean. You guys stick around for the next uh, show, Pam Dances Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Jeff Dean is going to pay $10 to do 10 minutes, and we'll see if he does some more Holocaust jokes and what the audience thinks about that. Hey, it's all it's all in the gestalt. Uh, I mean, I guess if you were going to have Holocaust museum jokes or whatever, you should talk to the ghosting out jokes. Maybe together you guys could find something that was happening there. Uh, Eric Krasner's not here. Walker Glenn's not here. But you know who is? Your next comedian. Uh, he's, a, he's a lovely and a tall dude. He's very funny. He also writes really funny comments on the Facebooks. Uh, I laughed out loud multiple times today at your cute and hilarious comments. Right now you're gonna laugh at his cute and hilarious jokes. Not that I'm like objectifying or demeaning his jokes in any way, just saying that they are cute and hilarious. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman! You mentioned something, uh, you were praying to God for some reason. <laughs> Lovely, I know. You mentioned that you can only imagine me wearing a Work Those Assets Girl t-shirt. Work that assets for daddy. 
Uh, and people wonder why I think with an eye. People wonder why I feel like I'm so obnoxious to people. Like, that's why. Like, you're like, oh, my default image of you is wearing a horrible tech shirt. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, that's me. I don't know. I kind of just give off that obnoxious white dude vibe. I don't know. It's weird. Like, recently I found out uh, uh, I can't have kids, um, which is, like, big... Uh, because it'll be a white baby, and like no one wants a white baby anymore. Like, what am I gonna do with that? Like, there's a like you could have a girl or a gay guy, right? But it's like you're not gonna find out until like 14 years later that's gonna be a gay guy, right? And he's gonna get bullied his whole life. Like, you know, like a girl is like 50 chance. Like, you, do you really want to roll the dice on like another one of me walking around like 25 years from now? It's like, no, you don't. Like, no one wants, no one wants that. I don't know. And the mixed race future, it's not, it's not going down. Guys, how are you doing? You doing great? I'm not doing great. Clearly, this is a. Uh, Jeff Dean, I feel like you. I <laughs> feel, feel like, eh, uh, is this going to work? No. <laughs> Worked sometimes, but not tonight. How was the show? Banana bread? Great. Okay, let's move on. Um, what do we want to talk about? Oh, after that piece of shit joke. Uh, 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 you mentioned Jellin. Who mentioned Jellin? You mentioned Jellin? Dr. Scholes? Yeah. Fuck that ad campaign. Dude, can we just talk about that for a second? I don't even have a joke about it. I just remember for like two years in middle school when that took over the planet for some reason. Exactly. See, she's already calling back to it. She's like, gelling like a felon. People are like, mm, like Magellan, I'm gelling. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, why was that a thing for so long? I don't understand. This just seems like advertising catchphrases. If you're the kind of person who just whips it out casually, you just need to be, I don't know, just taken somewhere away from people. It's like if, you br if you're still breaking out like a my wife reference, you're like, mm -hmm, see, there you go. See, hey, Pam, I got a place upstate. Maybe you could hang out with all these gelling people from the 90s or 2000s or whatever the fuck that was a thing. Yeah, there we go. See, this is a thing that needs to just be taken care of, taken off the planet, I think. I don't know. You just launch you up into, a, into the sun or something. I don't know. Yeah, you Pam, you're fine. Uh, 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 what do we want to talk about? Oh, I was thinking about this recently. Uh, you guys are kind of closer to my age. You guys remember high school dances and stuff? Was it fun for you? No. Yeah, she's <laughs> a distinct flat no. <laughs> no, not at all. What was the worst part about it? Grinding. Grinding, of course. <laughs> grinding, but of course. How could it be anything but grinding? The music was great. Everything, but every song was about fucking. Like, and like, for a whole bunch of like 14 year olds just trying to figure out what sexuality is, that is not a good way to start it off, you know what I mean? That's like, that's like I don't know, you could teach your kid to swim by just throwing them in the deep end of the pool and just hoping it works, but like, as far as sexuality goes, that's like driving your kid to the middle of Tahoe and just being like, bloop, I'm like, all right, see you later, <laughs> see you at dinner, kid. And it's, like, it's like, no, it's not gonna work. Like. I don't know. I grew up around the time when like the hottest songs were like "Hot in Here" by Nelly, you know, like "Candy Shop" by 50 Cent, you know, that one totally my favorite. Uh, there were like all these like horrific songs that were all just about reckless fucking, and it was just not a good way to start it off because like I don't know if you remember uh, grinding. It's still a thing, but grinding is just sexual assault to a beat, really. <laughs> That's all it is. Like you just show up, you just mount someone without announcing yourself, and then hope they don't call the police. That's like all the dance is. <laughs> and like for a 14-year-old who has no control over his genitalia, that is a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing to put on someone. But no one knew any other alternative. I got into an argument with my dad about it, and he was like, you know, we had it way harder. I was like, no, I had to like <laughs> somehow n like 
do that on a dance night and then show up the next day at school and be like, hey, so uh, sorry about that. You know what I mean? Like, it was like a weird, I don't know, like it was never a good scene. I, I've got so bad there was one point where like, you know, you get excited and you're rubbing up on someone and you don't really know it's a bad thing. Uh, one and a half minutes through the song, she stopped and turned around and patted me on the chest and was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I was like, doing what? Getting sexually assaulted? What the hell? Whoa, girls are such prudes. You know, it was just like, it was not a good thing. And then like a 14-year-old friend of mine, I was like, just, I was like, I don't think these girls like this. <laughs> I don't think, and he was like, nah, man, don't worry about it. They dig that shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, 14-year-old. I'm sure you're a, a master of sex on this one. I don't know. Uh, do I have a way to end this? No, I don't. This was a weird set. But thank you for joining us, ma'am. This has been great. Okay. Well, you know, my Facebook comments are better than this, but you know what? The end. Bye. Gold Japan! Yay! Yay! Uh, just so you guys know, it's called the hip-hop hot dog sticking in my buns. That's what happens when you go uh, clubbing in L.A. and then some big... And that's high school. That's so cute. Because when you're in high school, you can easily fend off a young man. But when you're over 21 and you're in a bar where everyone's drinking alcohol and someone sticks his dick in your ass, you know, just on the dance floor in a really friendly way. It's hard to be like, I haven't seen your face and I really feel upset because you didn't buy me a drink, you fucking dick. Don't stick your dick on me without buying me a drink. What is this L.A. place? Fucking move to San Francisco and get some manners. You're next, <laughs> right? Seriously, if you're gonna stick your dick on me, you at least have to buy me a drink. I mean, it's that fair. Like, what? come on, right? No, no. I get a nay. I get a backlash from the men. That I, I maybe, I maybe I'm weak. Uh, you're next, comedian. Hey, well, is is Madison D here? She didn't walk in. No, no. No Eric Krasner. No Walker Glenn. All right. You're next, comedian. He's, he's a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. He's a great guy. He usually runs the door for us. And he also is here on Joke Workshop, working out his jokes every time. Put your hands together. It's George! Yay! Yay! Hey, everybody. Jesus Christ, let me fucking... I'm sorry. All right, there you go. Sorry. 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 All right, this is what happens when you don't prepare shit. <laughs> All right, um, what was I thinking about today? Uh, and this is what happens when you get too stoned. All right, <laughs> let's think. All right, all right, let's start with this shit. I was thinking about G.I. Joe the other day for some reason, and uh, I like the song, I like the troops and all that shit. And I was like, you know, you could go fucking, that dumb theme song gets stuck in my head all the time. It's like, uh, G.I. Joe, the real American hero. And I was like, that's weird. Like, he's not like the real American hero, like not anymore. Like maybe in the 80s and shit when everybody was on roids and trying to get all buff and shit, right? You know, big chest, little legs. And uh, I was thinking like now for like the, you know, post 2000s and shit, you could fucking just say like, Gas and Intestrial Joe, right? The real American asshole, right? Because, like, you know, we're all fat. <laughs> At least I am. I got to work out more. That's, like, my thing, right? Like, I, like, it's like I got this big fucking chest, right? Like, it's almost like an A cup. I got, like, like a little titty chest. It's really kind of cute, like, on me. 
but like I know when I get older, these things are gonna start fucking dripping and dropping and shit, and I'm gonna look like the soggiest, saggiest old man that's walking the earth, right? I gotta start straightening my back, or else I'm gonna start looking like all fucking hunched over and shit, and it's all it's just gonna be all bad. But anyway, enough about my personal life. I know about that new shoe scent. I love that fucking feeling. That shit's crazy. Like, um, it's weird. Like, I had to learn, like, when I got older to, like, wear, buy shoes that are too fucking small. Because, so, like, I got flat gross feet. Like, so, like, every time I stomp, like, they, like, open up like a pancake. And, like, I got to fucking, so, like, <laughs> so, like, for, like, the first, like, month and a half, my goddamn feet hurt every fucking night because, like, they're flat and they just start mushing out the damn shoe. So, it's really weird. It's, like, if you ever look at my feet, they're really weird. But I got nice toes. Like, my neighbor's got gross toes. We have to share a bathroom. And this fucking guy, like, it's like we share stalls, right? So I'm sitting on the toilet. He's sitting on his toilet. His fucking gross hook foot goes out. It's like a wolf foot. He's got fucking, it's all dusty and white. But it's, like, got gray spotches and, like, red blotches on it and shit. His fucking, left, like, a baby toe is hooked like a gray hook. Like, it's like those early fisherman hooks, like you see at archaeological digs and shit. They're real fucked up. But anyway, it's really gross. It's really gross in there. There's fucking blood on the walls. <laughs> when I used to fucking uh, be a janitor, that was, like, the most bummer part. Like, you'd find blood on the ceiling. And you'd be like, what the fuck is there, like dribbles of blood on the ceiling because they're fucking gross and they shoot up and then they go bloop on the ceiling. So every goddamn morning at 7.30, I'm up there scrubbing. So anyway. <laughs> Not a joke, really. Just a goof-ass story. Anyway, like I said, that's what I when you don't prepare, folks. <laughs> I meant, uh, you know what? I wrote a whole fucking bit today and then I, like, forgot every goddamn piece of it. So it's, like, no bother to bring that up. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I guess I won't waste your time anymore because I'm, I'm really kind of tired. I'm just going to work the door tonight, take this fucking beating and bombing with a fucking a plum, and uh, remember to prepare next time. Thanks, folks. George D. Smith Davis. George Davis Smith. He's got all kinds of names. He's many, many names. Your next comedian. I'm so glad that he's here every time he graces us with his presence here at Mutiny Radio. It's always a treat. The last time we had him on a showcase, he murdered it. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see him every time I see him. Everybody put your hands together for Tito Gonzalez! <laughs> See, that's, that's, this, he's the perfect example of why people hate white people. <laughs> it's that guy right there, dude. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I guess I've, I've been getting better, man. I just bet, are you, where are you guys from? Are you guys from here? All right. See, like, I've, I'm not from here, but I've been raised in Berkeley, and I'm just starting to get fucking sick of it. They're like super sick of it. Cause you realize like all the privilege that's in Berkeley. You know what I'm saying? Like so much fucking privilege. Like these people have nothing better to do with their time. And this is how I know because the other day I walked past a fucking vegan pet food store. 
Like, that's how little is going on in their life. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking privileged. You know, like, I don't have time for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to figure out how to get my baby sister to school with and a suspended, suspended driver's license. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been drinking and driving. But you know what, guys? It was racial profiling first. You know what I'm saying? Racial profiling and then, yeah, all right, might have been on ecstasy. But it was racial profiling first. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, my sister wasn't in her car seat, but it was racial profiling first, okay? <sighs> Dude, I just hate it, man. I just hate that whole, like, Berkeley culture. I'm just really starting to hate it. I'm, like, marinate in this hipster fucking bullshit. I just fucking hate, like, I don't know, like, the, this hipster culture, dude, it just makes me fucking sick. You know, like, it just it fucking truly makes me sick, but, like, homesick, all right? <laughs> it, it, let me explain, because I come from a third world country, all right? And I saw this hipster get on the bus the other day with a live chicken, dude, a live chicken. It had a name. You know what I mean? He thought it was a pet. Dude, I was like, yo, if he starts putting his luggage on top of the bus and selling chicles down the aisle, I'm going to feel right at home, guys. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. I just hate it. I, I don't know. I, uh, I made the mistake of going to a music festival recently. I, I went to like a four-day music festival. It was like a big campout festival, like, you know, like, there's like yoga. No, it's like Burning Man. It was called uh, Symbiosis, right? Yeah, I went to Symbiosis, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? You know what I mean? Just a whole bunch of fucking Silicon Valley fucks with their VWs just paying $800 to live like a third world country. Like, really? Like, I got away from that shit. That's why I came here. <laughs> Maybe that's just angry. Maybe that's just angry. I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I'm a, I am an immigrant, obviously, and uh, I remember when I first came here, like, the biggest culture shock to me was when I had a sleepover at my white friend's house, you know, and we were both like six years old, we just got here, and uh, I was at his house, we were, it was a great sleepover, and uh, he was, like, it was this thing that just blew my mind, because he was talking back to his mom, I was like, yo, like, you can do that here? Like, is that the American dream? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can talk back to your mom? Like, that's crazy. You know, like, I couldn't, like, I tried it. I was like, you know, I was influenced by it. And I was like, mom, you should take me to McDonald's. She was like, no. And I was like, what? Fuck you, mom, take me to McDonald's. Then I just woke up the next day, guys. Like, I realized I didn't even get supper, you know? <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. Uh. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I got I got to get out of Berkeley. I got to go somewhere else, dude. Because I just I keep getting stuck dating like the same type of white girl in Berkeley. All right, and, <laughs> and I think I realized why. I analyzed it and I was like, this is why this is happening. It's because a lot of white girls from Berkeley have a lot of stamp white guilt, you know. <laughs> so they think that by dating a brown guy, they're doing community service. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's cool. You know what I mean? Like just for a penny, you know, you could <laughs> like. <laughs> And this is how I know it's weird, dude, because, like, every time I would go over to, like, her house, you know, like, especially the first time and the way she introduced me to her parents, she was like, look, mom, I got one. I'm clothing him. I'm feeding him. I'm teaching him how to read. <laughs> she even gave me a mattress, you know what I mean? It was tight, you know? It's like, I don't know, like, dating a white girl from Berkeley is like dating UNICEF, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Like, if just more people from Katrina had more white girlfriends, they would have been like less sleepovers at the Superdome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. We'll end it there. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah.
guys are listening to the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm the happiest of happy hours here in san francisco we're all hanging out at mutinyradio.fm i'm excited to bring up your next comedian uh, a great community member here and uh, also an insane person it you know i he gives me faith because i know that I know that I can I can keep drinking and then stop drinking and then drink again and still uh, maybe go to the police station. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ethan Albers. Thank you, Jesus Christ, Tito. You're such a fucking bitch, man. Vegan dog. We need that as white people. We fucking need vegan dog food, Jesus. I'm gonna kill you. It's going to be a hate crime, too. I'm telling you that right fucking now. Too much, Pam. You crossed the line. She crossed the line with that. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Two in the back, non-comedians. That's cool. What are your names? Carly. Cool. You look like you're not enjoying any of this at all. You want me to be funny? Nope, not going to happen, actually. This is an open mic. We don't get funny at open mics. You have a look. You do have a look. I call it, uh, it's the, the, the talking shit to puppy look that you're giving me right now. You, you are. You're, it's like a stupid puppy. Don't know you have big dumb paws. Stupid puppy. Never going to see your mom again. That kind of look. Yeah. That's dumb. That's a dumb thing. I'm dumb. I'm really dumb. What should I talk about? Just throw it out there. Anything. Anything. Fence. What should I talk about? Huh? No, nope, not going to do that. Any requests from the corner? Tell the crocodile story. Not I did that last night and smashed with it. I can't do that. I'm not going to do a croc. What? Captain Trips. All right. You know what? The audience has requested one. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to... I, uh... I'm not actually going to do that, dude. I'm not going to actually do that. I, uh... I actually recently was uh, on the bus, though, and I was uh, riding riding to work. Um, and, uh... I was, like, worried it was going to be a little late. And then, like, this like, crazy thing happened. You never guess who got on the bus. Sandra Bullock. I know. And I'm like, what? This is fucking crazy. And in the bus, like, started running through red lights. I'm like, this is fucking nuts. No way. No way, Sandra Bullock. And then you know who else got on? Keanu Reeves. Keanu fucking Reeves. No way. And I'm like, I'm in a movie speed right now. That's what's happening. That's dumb. I'm talking about the movie speed. It's dumb. This fucking, I'm such an idiot. Why am I doing that? That's dumb. That's dumb. Anybody take any trips recently? You take anybody fly any place? Where'd you go? What, what fucking badass round of applause for that Guadalajara that's cool I uh I, I took tree recently uh actually I was flying back from Alabama um and uh midway through the flight you never guess what happened John Malkovich overtook the plane and I'm like no way John Malkovich I love your work and then you never guess who shows up Connor Nicholas Cage. Of course Nicholas Cage shows up. He got a little out of control, threw Dave Chappelle off the plane like immediately, and I'm like, this is kind of weird. 
<sighs> this is dumb. I'm fucking talking about Con Air, man. This is just so fucking stupid. He did tell me. I talk about Con Air. It's a dumb, dumb movie. I'm not going to do it anymore, man. I really, I don't know. I'm just trying to like have some fun up here because, uh, I don't know. It's been like a tough year or two. I moved down here from Seattle uh, with my son. Um, my my wife died, and I was living in Seattle. I fell in love with this like overnight ra- radio host because uh, I was like sleepless. Like, I just couldn't sleep. Like every night, I just stayed up in Seattle, tired and alone, missing my dead wife. That's dumb. That's sleepless in Seattle. That's sleepless in Seattle. Uh, that's, that's so stupid. I'm so dumb. I'm just talking about movies up here. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. You did take a plane ride to Guadalajara. I actually did recently. I actually um, went to Costa Rica. I actually legitimately went to Costa Rica like two weeks ago. Went to Costa Rica on a flight. Crazy thing happened. There were like 40 fucking snakes. You guys will never believe that. 40 snakes. And you never guess who showed up. You never guess who showed up. No, John Cusack. He was just on the plane. I love his work. High Fidelity, it's a great movie. Why would you say Samuel Jackson, guys? I'm telling the true story up here. Why would you? That's so weird. He didn't do anything about the snakes on the plane. We just dealt with it. And now they, like, Costa Rica has, like, an issue like Guam. They have those, like, little snakes that just overtook the island because of servicemen. Fucking snakes, man. I stole a car one time. I've stolen a couple of cars. I stole a car one time. I've stolen a couple of cars. Uh, okay, I'll tell you about that. Did I dance? What? Did I dance for a stolen car? That doesn't make any sense. You're going to haunt. Walker Glenn and Eric Krasner in the house. Round of applause for them. Come on. Wow, that's. Got to give them a round of applause. Got to give them a round of applause. Uh, I what I said I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Tito with a hate crime. I talked about Conair up here. Uh, I can't. She honked me, man, and that's like a four-minute thing. Uh, I was actually gonna do that tonight until I took a request. Um, you know I'm gonna lose you guys. I'm gonna lose you guys right now. I'll do. I'll actually do. I'll do a joke, and I'm gonna fucking alienate this whole room real quick. Um, yeah, I live on a bus. Whatever. Live on a school bus. I actually do here in San Francisco. Fuck all you guys. Don't pay rent. Whatever. Uh, here's the crazy thing. I developed road rage on a bus, living on a bus. There's something about having your house and like driving, like fuck that. And I have one go-to word when I'm in traffic. It's not good. Don't look at me like that. I yell the word fag in traffic. It's not good. Why am I in that? I know it's bad. That's bad. It's a bad word. That's an inc- bad. That's a bad word. Jeff knows this. It's a bad word. And I recently had a moment. Where I was like, I gotta fix the error of my ways. I got to fix it because I was in traffic. The toll plaza stuck. This woman's like driving across like diagonal to get to the cash lane. Now you'll faggot at her and she actually stops her car and like looks at me. Looks at me and she goes, just had that look and I knew deep down what it was because she's like, whoa, if he's saying that to me in traffic, what's he saying to the kids on the bus? The people that laugh at that are really bad people. <laughs> All right, fine, I'm done. Ethan Albers, everyone. Ethan Albers, yes. Oh, 
right. Your next comedian was last seen here last Friday on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. He had a great set for the Hell Hat. He's going to do jokes for you guys right now. You're going to laugh. That's the way it goes. Put your hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like fashion for Eric Krasner! Fuck yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what the vibe is. Are you comics? Oh, God. <laughs> That's so much pressure. <laughs> Jesus. He, uh, people who laugh, I hate that. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm fun. I think I'm fun the way chess is fun. Like, I'm kind of fun, but mostly exhausting, and really only weird Jews are into me. The Washington Post showed me that alert that says, like, you've used all 10 of your free articles. Like, how dare the Washington Post? <laughs> They're lucky I'm reading them at all. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking hacks haven't done good journalism in 40 years, and I accidentally read 10 of your articles. Yeah. <laughs> Bite me, WAPO. Am I likable? <laughs> You know when you don't like a Facebook post even though you actually like the post because you don't want the person who made the post to know you want to fuck them? Like you've already liked too many posts of theirs in that day, so like if you do one more, it's like, uh, yeah, you're going to give up the game, even though like they totally know you want to fuck them, and you know they know, but you still can't actually say it out loud or even in code via Facebook likes, so you have to, that's my whole day. That's, that's what I spend 10 hours a day thinking about. It's, you know, uh, some some days some days I'm confident. Some days I'm like, yeah, I'll like your selfies. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I'll like the picture you want guys to like. <laughs> like, and some days it's like, yeah, I'm too I'm too beta to like Facebook posts sometimes. <laughs> That's I'm a big old cuck. <laughs> I'm one of those cucks. <laughs> Just if there, I'm a fuck. I'm a fucking Jew, Pepe. <laughs> that's that's what I am. That's. Does anything mean anything? <laughs> I get fired a lot because I'm mildly uh, retarded and um, <laughs> just got a slight touch of it. So uh, sometimes a job interview will go like. Uh, do you have five years experience? I have experience in five years. I think that's funnier than people do. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, this is the, the my character I'm doing. Mr. Scroll through phone. Uh, polyamory. Who's who's heard of it? Who's who's thinking about it? Who's talking about it? Polyamory is this lifestyle where you can have sex with as many people as you want, as long as they're all weird ass nerds. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's like great. Now even if I'm in a relationship, I'm still a loser for not fucking enough people. 
Well, I can. I've had mixed results. I can tell you. I can tell you how not to do polyamory. That's where she goes. Uh, hey, can I? Can I fuck other guys? And you go. I guess. <laughs> and she goes. You can fuck other ladies too. And you go. Cool. <laughs> that was the only thing stopping me from fucking other ladies. <laughs> Your permission. <laughs> and now that I have your permission, uh, who boy? <laughs> it's 24-7 Poon Patrol out here. <laughs> Watch out, ladies, because this puss hound is off his leash. Woof, woof. <laughs> anyway, don't date Ellen. Don't. That's my theme song. Um... I got this. I got this vape pen. I, w I went to the weed doctor and said, uh, "My job fucking sucks." And he said, uh, "Well, we're gonna say sleep problems." And now I have a vape pen, one of those things where you can smoke weed anywhere and everywhere. And it's kind of ruined weed for me, because yeah, I'm all day. I'm like, uh, I don't feel sober, but I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> the solution is probably more weed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was a freelancer. I wish I wish I was that employed. I've been Eric Krasner. Good night, everyone. The underemployed but very funny Eric Krasner, everyone. Yay! And then yay! All right. Your next comedian, another funny guy. I'm excited, actually, every time he's here, because it, it isn't it isn't every week. Some people it's every week, but when I get to see people occasionally, I tell you, I laugh harder at their jokes. I do. You guys are going to love him. Get ready to clap wildly. It's true. If you hear the same jokes every week, you're like, meh. But when you hear the same jokes like once a month, you're like, yay! Put your hands together for Walker Glenn! Thank you. Thank you. Tight 10-minute intro from Pam. It's good to be here. Um, I will be, it's, it has been a few months since I've been here, but fans will catch on that I am replicating my set word for word that I did last time, including all of this, um, because it was, this is the third time I've done it, actually. Uh, it has been hard to memorize this, uh, and this, this, there's nothing on here to help me. Um, please be quiet. That was in it last time, too. I don't mean you. I just have to do that, because it was in the set I did last time. Um... Eric was talking about weed. I'm a fan. I'll say it. I don't care what bridges I burn. I don't care who I fucking alienate in this town. I'm rock and roll. I, uh, I'm a fan of marijuana. I, my favorite thing about it is marijuana takes everything on your to-do list that you have to do and makes it optional, you know? <laughs> I really like that about it. You're like, I got to go to work. And then you smoke and you're just like, what's work anyway? Like... Just deconstruct things all day. This is my job. I work in my mind. Okay. Uh, let's see. I had to leave a voicemail today, which uh, people don't really do anymore. Like, people don't really leave a lot of voicemails. And I think the reason we've stopped leaving each other voicemails is because it's, like, an anxiety-inducing nightmare. Like, I don't think I've ever done a voicemail where 15 seconds in, my brain is just going, this is not going well. Like, you are you are losing track. And I feel like you could tell that a person is not assured in their voicemail by that weird speeding up and slowing down rhythm they do, where it's just like, 
I just wanted to let you know that I will be at the thing tomorrow, and if you just get back to me, I will give you the tickets outside. My number's 5305757238. That's my real number. Give me a call. Text me. Um, um, I love praying. I think praying is really fun. Do you guys ever pray? Do you like to pray? Yes? You're nodding. Are you pr- you're praying right now? That's that is a very, like, solid prayer face. Ah, oh, she's laughing. She's not praying. Um... I, I think praying is great. You can ask for things you want. I used to pray a lot uh, when I was a, a kid, when I was a teenager. I would pray for things I want, like, dear Lord, I really want to make out with Rebecca Younger. I remember praying for that. And the next day, uh, Adam Anderson broke my collarbone, uh, which, you know, I feel like was God's way of being like, yeah, your move, bitch, you know, or, <laughs> and our chess game continues. Um, prayer is really r- miraculous too. Sometimes you can pray for other people, you know, uh, like s- maybe someone sick that, you know, you'll pray for them to get better. And then you can see sometimes the prayer will gradually work over a series of days or weeks and that person will get better. You can, you can combat, you know, common diseases like the cold or flu just with prayer and medicine. It'll work. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm pro weed anti prayer. Get, get, I'm sorry, San Francisco. You know what? I, I am on a mission to kill God. I'm going to do that. that I, I used to be an atheist. Not anymore. Now I believe in God, but I'm against him. He's my enemy. Isn't that way cooler? You guys don't seem impressed. But I think that's a really cool stance. Like, no, he's real, and I'm going to get him. Thank you. Um, speaking of God, I, I've been watching a lot of uh, cult documentaries lately, and I got to say... Um, you know, I can see how just like you're drifting through life and you want to fit in and belong and, you know, a series of events just kind of leads you astray and you end up starting a cult. Like I totally see how you could do I I want to start a cult. I feel like I am more charismatic than most cult leaders in these documentaries. Look at you guys, you know, wrapped with attention. This hasn't been a particularly good set, but you guys have been with me the whole time. And uh, thank you. That was, that was the same set I did last time I was here. Thank you for listening to me read that, guys. Thanks. Walker Glenn, killing God. Rad. Um, I just went to the bathroom during Walker Glenn's set, and uh, there's a bunch of, like, uh, surgical gloves in there. Who's doing heroin in our bathroom? (laughs) Who's doing heroin? I mean, if you're going to use sharps, we need to really dispose them in a sharps container. Just, I just, anybody, everybody be careful around the garbage can in the bathroom right now. That's all I'm saying, all right? I will be the only person to be infected with AIDS because I'm the only one that cleans that bathroom. Your next comedian, I'm excited that he's here. He made it. He had dental work this morning. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we do him, we're going to do... uh, I'm sorry, I, to, I'm jumping around on the list. Things are crazy. Your next comedian has not had dental work. She is a lovely human being. I love it every time she's here. I don't want to mention how pretty she is because I feel like I, I'm objectifying her, but I feel like, you know, you're going to notice it anyway. She's also really funny. You guys are going to love her jokes. Put your hands together for Madison Dunnitz. <laughs> I've actually had extensive dental work done, just so we're clear. <laughs> Not today, but and this is the second time today I've discussed it because my Lyft driver told me I had 
well-positioned teeth. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was as uncomfortable as it sounds, really. Um, so excited that you guys are here. And by guys, I mean girls, because there's never any girls here. So um, thanks. <laughs> so as soon as I saw you, I wrote down on my hand, because that's where I put my set list, um, period poops. Because we just like, this is my first real chance to talk about them. <laughs> and I have so much to say. They're real. <laughs> you guys are just learning about them now for the first time. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, I don't really have that much to say about period poops, but they're great. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> um, do you ever think that now would be kind of a really convenient time to be murdered? Or like to die in general, like not convenient for me personally, but um, convenient for like everybody else. No, just me. You guys never feel this way. <laughs> You're be inconvenient. I don't have a job right now, so it's like there's nobody to kind of like screw over. You know, I'm not gonna like leave a project behind, and I'm in the process of moving, so all my stuff's in boxes, so like my parents can come and pick it up and be sad or something that's that's kind of a downer but it would be convenient you know it would be like more convenient than if they had to box everything up um and probably most importantly i have just enough money in my savings account to cover my visa bill assuming i don't pay rent tomorrow so we've got like 24 hours <laughs> so not like fingers crossed but just it would be convenient um hmm on the opposite end of that, speaking of births, because that's the opposite end of deaths, the other day I was buying two donuts from a um, Chinese food store because that's a regular occurrence in my life. And the woman asked me my ethnicity, which is weird because I'm white and people don't ask me that ever because no one cares. Um, and then my age. And then if she could have my eggs. <laughs> yes. Like she literally wanted to have my babies. It was kind of an exciting moment. Um, <laughs> I've been going on like a fair number of first dates lately. So I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. So I'm doing this thing where um, I text them ahead of time to warn them because I tried not warning them and that didn't go well. But uh, I'm like rearranging the date. So first, as soon as you get there, you make out. That's it. Like, that's your greeting. Once you establish they are the right person, because there's often a lot of, like, you know, possibilities. Uh, so names are, that's, like, all you can say. Um, and then you do the two-minute speed round where you list everything you hate, because what, like, what's really going to, like, make a relationship or a date go poorly? It's if they really like what you hate, you know? Hates are just so much more important than likes, in my mind. Um, and then, if that goes well and you're compatible, you go on the date. Um, to be honest, I've only done it once, and I didn't leave, so it was kind of just like a normal date, but you like weirdly made out at the beginning. But I think it's pretty good. Like, honestly, um, I would recommend it as a strategy for women, not for men. You get, if you try it, it's just going to go badly. Um, but my last first date, last first date, yeah. <laughs> Um, crashed and burned and it didn't crash and burn at the part you would expect like we managed to power through um, me accidentally bringing up corn races you guys know what that is yeah you do <laughs> it's where you both eat corn and then you like 
see who poops corn first, and you text them. <laughs> in my defense, we were eating corn, and so it just kind of like slipped out, like, oh, corn race. And then I had to explain it, and then, <laughs> but we powered through that. More importantly, we powered through that. Uh, things took a turn for the really awkward when we began, began um, discussing if we'd have sex with an alien, because, yeah, I mean, my answer. What? <laughs> I didn't understand that. I'm just saying I want to date you. These are all the things that I wish that we could talk. <laughs> we could talk about aliens. Well, yeah. See, like I said, of course, of course, I'd have sex with an alien. Like, how could you turn down that experience? It's like too much. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he said, of course not. And then we just sat there for two minutes, really uncomfortably. So I'm gonna add that to like the list of hates in the two-minute speed round, so that way we can like, you know, not waste anybody's time. And that's the end of my time. Bye. Madison Dunn, I wish that I, I wish that I was a, a dude because I would date you in a second and we could talk about aliens all night. And I sometimes feel we still can talk about aliens. I know. We can go out to dinner and stuff and just not make out. But I really love the making out before you even you know. If you make out at the minute that you meet a person, you're gonna figure out whether you wanna hang out the rest of the night with them. If you don't, get out of there. Why wait through dinner? Why everybody waste your money if you're not interested and like, is it gonna work? Can we make out? Boom! Madison Donuts, everybody! Yay! She's a smart lady, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Know what you want, know what you need. Maddie D all day long. All right, uh, you're. I'm. God, I, I. wish I was younger and a lesbian. Your next comedian is. Uh, hey, he had dental work today. <laughs> Let's get back to that. Confusing stuff. Dealing with the internet. It's gonna be all great. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together right now for Ian James Crown. <laughs> Don't worry, I haven't started your time yet. We're going to let you have all the time you need to get up to the front. Don't worry. More jazz. Thank you very much, thank you very much, thank you very much. Um, my stage name is Conky, just in case you didn't know. Um, yeah. Um, so you're probably wondering why I've got this uh, walker in front of me, right? It's uh, it's because I have uh, MS or multiple sclerosis. Um, but I like to turn the letters around. It's uh, instead of MS, it's S and M. I'm into S and M. You like that? Okay. No. Never mind. Never mind. Um, so with this walker, right, I have to take it everywhere, and I mean everywhere. Um, when I'm having sex with a woman, I have to take the walker into the bed. So the bed at home is often, it's like too high for me to get up. So first of all, I uh, throw the walker up there and then I get up there. And then what I do next once I'm out there is tie all the sheets together into a rope and uh, throw it down the side so the woman can get up and climb her way up, right? And then I found uh, one of the best positions for me is the doggy walker position (laughs) and the other one I like is called the uh, butter churner Uh, 
Anybody heard of that one? Look it up. It's a really good one. She really enjoys it. And I enjoy it too. Um, yeah. So, um, but funny thing is also, you know, I have to wear one of these um, life alert buttons around my neck. And uh, yeah, and uh, it's interesting because like when I'm having sex, like going away and um, suddenly uh, this life alert thing gets caught around my walker and then I'm like strangled to death, which is kind of an irony because it's supposed to save my life and it's life alert. But it, the woman on the phone is going, hello, sir. Hello. Hello. Can you hear? Do you need some assistance, sir? Uh, no, I'm okay. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, next joke. Um, I want to define a British term. You might have heard it before. It's wanker. A wanker. You heard of it? Okay. Uh, I like to define it anyway because it means uh, a guy who likes to jack off a lot. And um, so I'm a wanker, you know. I've been a wanker in my day. And um, I'll tell you an awkward story real quick. Um, when I was about 13... Uh, I was sitting in my bedroom, sitting at my desk, and I was tr supposed to be doing my math homework, right? And um, <clears throat> instead of that, I had a porn magazine in front of me, and I was busy, right, I was busy having a wank, and um, as you do, and my dad bursts in, right? And he bursts in, he goes, hello, son, nice day for a wank, is it? <laughs> yeah, dad, yeah, thanks a lot, dad. So he brings me tea and cookies, and, um, I'm holding my piece under the desk, like trying to hide it all. But he knows, you know, he knows. Typical dad, right? He knows what the hell I'm doing. I'm trying to hide it all. It's too, it's no, no point, no point. He knows what I'm doing. So anyway, on his way out, I shout to him, Dad, Dad, you forgot the cream. And he goes, oh, no, son. You'll be providing some soon. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's laughing. Oh, well, he's, well, I'll take that. Nice nice person laughing there. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I was um, I was quite a kid, really. When I was 10, I, I went shoplifting, and uh, you wouldn't believe what I shoplifted, right? I, uh, can you guess? Okay, no. Um, I, when I was 10, I was into trains, so I, I shoplifted a magazine called Trainspotting Monthly, and um, also a packet of fags, which is cigarettes, and... Um, so anyway, the police brought me home, and they were like, my dad was so pissed at me. He wants, he, so he, um, my dad says, right, son, you need to drop trowel and bend over right now. So he gets his cane, gets his bamboo cane out of the cupboard, and he, he goes, I, I said to him, ooh, dad, that's kinky. You're going to teach me some S&M tricks? Uh, yeah, and then he gives me six of the best. Fucking hell, that was bad. That really hurt. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, yeah, um, it's funny, you know, I've, I've managed MS for 20 years, um, but I still still manage to get girlfriends somehow. God knows how I do it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. But having this walker around is a bummer because I have to take it on new dates with new ladies, and they don't really think too much of it, but, you know, it's it's interesting way to try to pull things off and... No, I don't really need it. You know, it's funny. Anyway, I'm going to leave it right there because I'm sure there's plenty of other comics tonight. Thank you so much. Jay Conky. We're supposed to go on Conky. Conky. Ian James Crown. 
20 years and he still has a sense of humor. That's amazing. That's great stuff. Hey, what is that? She just sent you that? No, that's the butter churner. Oh, that's the butter churner. Thanks for showing me porn. Uh, Vince Miasini just showed me the butter churning porn thing, and I understand how it works with the walker because she could stick her legs on the sides of the walker while she's on her hands, adding support for when he's standing using the walker. I see, I see. He's a sexual, sexual man. Exciting, clunky, very many dates, excited about. Uh, now we got, I don't know about this butter churning thing. I, I can do I can do handstands, but I don't know if uh, this is gonna work out. I'll talk to Jonathan tonight and see what he's. Like, if I do a handstand, can you? Like, I don't know if that's gonna be. It's not gonna hit the clit. How's that fun? Your next comedian is gonna be super fun. He's actually on the next show too. He's gonna. I'll buy that for a dollar. He's uh, from out of town. He's his first time here. We're gonna listen to his jokes right now. You guys are gonna laugh hysterically. Put your hands together for Mike Alloy. More clapping. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's fine. That's that's all I deserve. That way I can can't disappoint them too much. That's good. I am from out of town. I just got here a few hours ago. I am uh, uh, from Brooklyn originally. That's why. I, well, not originally. That's a whole. That's not a Brooklyn accent. But we'll talk about it later. Uh, but I do live in Brooklyn now. And it is cool to be back in Brooklyn, because that's that's what every apartment in Bushwick looks like, except like half the size. But this is pretty cool. I dig it. Um, like I said, I am a, I am an immigrant. Uh, people ask me all the time, "Hey, Mike, what is it like to be an immigrant? What does it mean to be an immigrant in 2016?" For me, being an immigrant means always having to carry cash, because if I ever use a debit card at a bar, I have to mispronounce my own name just to get it back. That's not fun. Not fun at all. I am Russian. That's where I'm originally from. I was born in Russia. Lived in America for the past 15 years, though. Which means if I wanted to, I could get rid of this accent. But this accent is the only interesting thing about me. So, yeah. Yeah, this is way easier than developing a personality, you guys. I highly suggest get yourself an accent. Um, I like it. I, I lived my first 11 years in Russia, my last 15 in America. I uh, definitely like it better here uh, because you guys have things. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes, really. Uh, just something. Too many things. You guys have too many things. Some things you just don't need. You guys have hand soap and dish soap. That's not necessary. They do the same thing. Just pick one and stick with it. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I like being a Russian comic. It's really cool. Being a Russian comic means I do not have to be likable. That's really, that's really a way off my shoulders. I don't, because as soon as most Americans hear my accent, they, you guys automatically just don't like me. I know that it's true, because it's been 25 years since Cold War has been over, and you still won't cast one of us as a good guy in any of your movies. <laughs> nah, dude, it's annoying. It's annoying as fuck. Time I go to a movie theater, I have to watch the whole crowd cheer and applaud as a building full of my cousins collapses. Like, what the fuck? Dude, Vin Diesel and The Rock are like 86 and 0 against my people. And I'm okay with that because I mean, these on the rock are like superhumans, you know what I mean? Like they don't even look humans. Like they, but we can't even be Liam Neeson and he looks like an uncle. Like, dude, it can be like 20 people like in uh, leather jackets and AKs surround Liam Neeson and all he does is just one knee move that he has in his arsenal and somehow he beats all of us. Don't know how that's possible. That was a very athletic knee move, thank you. That's the most athletic thing. That's right. This is, the mo this is like the peak athleticism for a comic. You guys, you have no idea. Witnessing history. I have a Russian stepfather. You guys have one of those? Oh, you should get one. They're a ton of fun. 
My Russian stepfather, a few years ago, he taught me that if I ever have sex with a woman without a condom, uh, I should politely ask to shove a piece of lemon inside her, because that way she cannot get pregnant. <laughs> that is a, true, that is a real thing. And when I heard that, I was just like you, not applauding. That's, that's a new response to that piece of joke. But uh, when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. You guys had lemons back in Soviet Union? <laughs> no, you guys said anything. Also, how much game did my stepfather have back in the day where he was just able to convince girls to shove like, fruits up their vagina? <laughs> Amazing. Can barely convince a girl to let me shove my dick inside her, much less to add garnish. It's amazing. It's amazing. But you guys know what they say. We've all heard that saying. In Soviet Russia, when life hands you lemons, you use them as a contraceptive. Because they don't have sugar for lemonade, you guys. It's tragic, tragic situation. I am, I am on an extra stick around. That's when I'll do my best five. Now I'm trying to like rail my brain for other jokes. Uh, oh, wait, let's do this one. Why not? You guys fuck with Jesus? Perfect timing. I don't, man. I don't fuck with Jesus at all. I don't know why he has four, like a, a billion people, billion people who, followers, people who want to grow up and be just like Jesus. I don't get it. Jesus did not do anything cool. Did nothing. Nothing. Water and wine? That's it. Motherfucker! That's not it, dude. Water and wine. Water and wine. Walking on water, escaping from a cave. That's some David Blaine shit. Not impressed. Dude, that's how he was. He was just like a guy who, like, who worked for his dad and did magic on the side. It's not cool. Don't want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Justin Timberlake. That's my role model. I want to, you know, do the things that he did. I want to, you know, travel the world and host Iron Night Live and live past 33. Like, that's all the cool things I want to do. Man. Also, did you have any time or did I have to, like, kind of go? You have, like, 30 seconds. Ooh, okay, I'll try to speed through this one. Uh, but yeah, also, Jesus, people, people say Jesus is a hero. Jesus is not a hero. John McClane and Superman are heroes. The reason why Jesus is not a hero, because Jesus got killed by three nails and one hammer. That's not hero stuff. In order to kill Superman, you have to go all the way to Krypton and get some kryptonite, and even then, you still might not kill him. In order to kill Jesus, all you have to do is go to Home Depot, and he is fucked. <laughs> Dude, forget being a messiah. You get killed by three nails and one hammer, I doubt you skill as a carpenter. And it's a long bit. All right, you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much. Stick around for the next show. Yay, Mike Allo. You guys can stick around and see him on the next show, Pampas's Comedy Clubhouse, where it's I'll Buy That for a Dollar. Dollar a Minute Comedy with Luisa Isabel, Mike Alloy, Jeff Dean, Cedric Drake, Stefan Massey, Rachel Raphael, Tim Pizza, Ian Levy, Julie Ash, and Chris Kanatzer. That's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Thank you much so much for being here at Mutiny Radio's Happy Hour, the happiest of happy hours that happens every Friday from 6 to 8. We're going to be back in about 10 minutes with more comedy and money for Mutiny Radio. Thanks for listening. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me fine dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host 
find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets 
kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, you got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 